Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I will be your host this go-round. My name's David, and I am all alone. Uh, the other Tatooine team members could not make it this time around, but hopefully uh, next time they will be here. Um, a lot of news that we thought was going to be news actually didn't happen. The Mandalorian trailer for Season 2 did not drop, unfortunately. There had been rumors and speculation that uh, Mandalorian Season 2 trailer was going to drop some point this last week. Uh, we all know, well, some of us, I guess, uh, know that the NBA is happening right now. The playoffs in the bubble in Orlando, Florida, where our Scarab Squadron team is located. And, of course, the playoffs are happening on ABC and ESPN, and those are owned by Disney. So the natural assumption was, well, maybe... Uh, during these playoff games where they want good TV ratings, they would drop a trailer or an announcement or something. But unfortunately, nothing happened. Um, nothing, I don't think, solid was ever communicated or leaked. But we all kind of assume in uh, the field that we're in uh, that uh, the trailer was going to be dropped potentially. Um, DC Fandom happened on Saturday. And that was a really big event for DC. And a lot of people were kind of speculating, well, maybe Disney's going to try and uh, overshadow DC fandom and drop a Mandalorian trailer and have people talk. But, I mean, that would be kind of kind of a jerk move um, on Disney's part, Lucasfilm's part, to do that. And I don't think people kind of realize what the reality of... The nature of the businesses. I think when I was growing up, I thought they were competitors. They compete against each other. Who has the highest box office? But as I've gotten older, I've listened to different people that I trust. And just overall experience on the net. It seems like both companies, if we're talking about DC and Marvel... They want all their films to succeed because it's it's the old saying, um, tide raises the high tide raises all ships. I think that's the saying, I'm not sure. But the short of it is all these companies want each other to really succeed because it raises their profits. So I kinda thought it was maybe gonna happen. I, I gave it like as maybe a ten percent chance it was gonna happen. But there was, I believe there was a game on Sat. well, on Friday, I think. Thursday and Friday, there's, there's playoff games all the time. But I thought that was going to be the highest probability. But like I said, we didn't get a Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, unfortunately. And we're all kind of bummed. <laughs> I was really hoping to see Ahsoka in live action. And see, that's the thing we don't know, is this... It's probably going to be a teaser, but I'm hoping we get a lot of stuff. I'm hoping Filoni and Favreau really throw the gauntlet down and and give us something that we're going to be talking about all the way up until October. I'm trying to remember back if we actually got... Yeah, we did get multiple trailers for Season 1. We got the trailer... Well, we got the um, footage that wasn't supposed to leak at Celebration. 
And then we got an official trailer. I'm not sure how far down the road. Maybe it was August. I don't even remember anymore. But that trailer was awesome. And of course it seems like The Mandalorian is Star Wars at this moment. And it seems like people have moved on from even thinking about films. I think if you talk to a lot of people, people don't realize that we're getting a film in 2023 and when that news came out it really wasn't talked about when when the movies got pushed back but it seems like it's really the quiet uh, before the storm right now um, but it feels like since this week was supposed to be the week of celebration in Anaheim but of course everything got canceled due to COVID we might get a a, a teaser on Thursday, which would have been the first day of celebration. So hopefully we get something during that time frame. I had thought that way back in the past and talked about that, but I hadn't really heard anyone else say anything of that nature. So I don't know if people are just totally in the dark or what. I don't think any of the sources I trust have really spoken about that. So we continue to wait and hopefully we get something by the time we podcast again. I believe it would be Colin and Brooke. They would pro hopefully they're talking about a Mandalorian trailer. And if a trailer does drop, I actually still have my vacation days. I'm taking I'm taking them for my job. Hopefully once it happens, I'm going to drop a podcast immediately and you'll get uh, react from me and probably Colin and maybe some other um some other hosts here from the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. So, John Favreau um, has stated that the Mandalorian Season 3 is not likely to be delayed by COVID-19. The true benefit of the technology that John Favreau utilized for the Mandalorian really lended itself to a situation like this, where everyone got sent home, everyone could work from home, they shot in a confined space and going in the future, they can limit the amount of crew inside of the volume and still shoot. So Favreau's not anticipating any type of issues with, with production and getting a season three going. But he's not saying that season three is going to come next year. He's just saying it... it it should likely be production as usual. But of course, in these times, we don't know what's going to happen next. What's going to be shut down next. So hopefully it doesn't. And it feels like I'm just still waiting for that that trailer for season two. <laughs> I keep on thinking about it. But yeah, we're kind of lucky. That the fact that the Mandalorian shoots the way it does. Some toys were announced for Star Wars at a Hasbro Plus event, but a toy that I don't think I had seen announced before has hit shelves. It's the Darksaber. And I saw a couple of friends post about it on my timeline, and then I saw someone post on it on the Star Wars Stuff Facebook group, and it seems like they're everywhere but my city. I, I went to Walmart, and they didn't have anything. So, I was really hoping to buy one. I know I've told myself I'm not going to buy any more stuff. But, 
that'd be pretty cool to have a dark saber and to have one of the very first uh, toys for the dark saber. I think that would be pretty cool. And it's kind of surprising to me that they didn't release dark sabers almost immediately. And that was kind of like a toy that was on the back burner, I guess, compared to Baby Yoda. I mean, once you have a character like that, that's just a, a phenomenon. Yeah, of course, you're going to probably want to flood the market with that. But I think the Darksaber is kind of underrated. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talk about that weapon as much. But I think with the Mandalorian Season 2, it's going to be in the limelight. It's going to have its stay in the sun. Whatever you want to say, it's going to be featured... And it's going to be used in action, probably against Ahsoka. And we keep on talking about Ahsoka here, but it feels kind of weird that we don't have images yet of Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian Season 2. But from all accounts, Rosario Dawson is playing the character. And Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon kind of hinted at a lot of swordplay and just kind of wondering about, okay, well, if that happens, it, it just feels like it's going to be grander. But looking at all the interviews that Favreau and Filoni have given, it feels like they pretty much shot in the volume. and But, I mean, they could have gone to places that people didn't spy on them, and didn't release anything, and they really kind of figured out how to keep it more under wraps, because the sequel trilogy, and Rogue One, and Solo, had spy reports just about every single day, and it always shocked me, I, I think when I, back in 2014, when I started getting these, seeing these reports, I was telling myself, there's no way that these could be real. But then you saw other photos and other confirmations that matched up to what you got on the internet. And once I saw the film, it's like it was all legit. And when they print the script, they print it on red paper so you can't copy it. Red, pa red paper, black ink, so you can't photocopy. So the script is relatively secure, but the script leaked in 2015, or in 2014 for The Force Awakens. And that's that's a whole saga onto itself. I've talked about that in the past, how the movie was a totally different movie until Harrison Ford broke his ankle, and then J.J. and Kasdan had time to rewrite a certain part, or basically the other half of the film. And they just kind of changed it all up. So, But I'm... Definitely looking forward to the Darksaber. Maybe getting some history, some history of Mandalore. Seeing the first Mandalorian Jedi featured. And maybe a flashback, kind of what they did with uh, Season 1 by showing Death Watch. They pretty much earned their right to do whatever they want uh, as far as places to go, special effects. As long as that, of course, serves a story. So... I'm just super eagerly anticipating what we're going to see in this first trailer. It should be a little telling. Um, it should be a teaser at first, and then we'll get a full-length trailer, I guess. Or hopefully we'll get 
the full blown thing now because I mean we only have about two months away from the actual premiere of the series in October. So here's hoping for that. So there's other news about the Obi Wan series, which there's an interview done, and apparently Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that the Obi-Wan series was only going to be one season, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I believe it's going to be six episodes. I think that's the last thing that was communicated to us. So I was really hoping that they did it for maybe three seasons minimum. Um, a lot of people say, well, I mean, that's the most boring time in Obi-Wan's life, but it feels like those people kind of think too inside the box. I mean, it's not just going to be a linear story of Obi-Wan in the desert. I mean, it, he could have hallucinations in the desert. He can fall asleep and we can cut to what he's dreaming about. I mean, there's just so many different things we can explore. And I mean, it would, it could essentially be a de facto live action Clone Wars series. And of course, a lot of stuff happened in the Clone Wars that I don't think we saw on the animated Clone Wars TV show. So I was kind of hoping that they would kind of maybe have three seasons at least. But of course, Ewan McGregor is in high demand. But we all know he loves the fact that he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's this meme going around um, that shows Ewan and his brother. His brother's a pilot and his call sign is ob 2 Kenobi, I, I believe. I'm not sure if that's real, but uh, <laughs> it's a picture that's always floating around that I see occasionally. But uh, yeah, um, looks like one season for Obi-Wan. And I haven't heard any more news on if the scripts are done or what with the new writer. I know they, they had a writer, and apparently when Kathleen Kennedy at... D23 said um, the story's done as she was talking about um, the movie that was going to be released and I think she figured they were just going to take the movie and adapt the movie to a TV show but apparently that didn't go well with her or whoever else and it wasn't approved and they got a new writer um, I think that's how the story goes so Looking forward to that in the Cassian series. Um, Cassian should be... I think the schedule is for it to be filming, or it's actually filming now. And just due to restrictions of COVID, it seems like there's different reports all the time of of the actual uh, production, the start, the stop, the locations. And news is kind of kind of hazy. It's it's a weird time still, and hopefully we can just get over this hump here of, of what the pandemic is, and hopefully everyone out there is safe and doing well, and we certainly do think about everyone that listens to the show, the Star Wars community in general, I mean, we're just a really big family, and we all share the passion for Star Wars, and... I think I know me personally, I, I do think about the fans of Star Wars. And I always see myself in other fans. And like I said before, this podcast is primarily 
I think about it as me going back in time and me wanting to have a Star Wars podcast when Disney acquired Lucasfilm and I wanted to hear someone talk about Star Wars so bad and I really couldn't find it. I found a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't satisfying. Um, this past week, I posed the question on our Facebook group what everyone thought about face-swapping actors for films and TV. And it was just a mixed bag. Some people thought it was horrible. It was a horrible idea. Some people thought it was okay. Some people thought, well, the technology needs to improve a little bit more until we can have this as a mainstay and actually bring back characters that are a little bit older now and maybe can portray their younger selves. And I think the technology right now is pretty good. Um, but you do get into those situations unlike what we got with Rogue One where Grand Moff Tarkin was actually a character, a full-blown realized character in Rogue One. And the estate of Peter Cushing was contacted and they gave the blessing, they gave the okay to, to do that. But of course, other children, estates might not allow other actors to have that done. Um, but of course, there was Guy Henry who portrayed Grandma Tarkin in Rogue One, and it was just a perfect storm situations where he could he could actually do Peter Cushing's voice as Grandma Tarkin, and was about the same height and the same frame, and they used his voice. And they just kind of CGI'd on Grandma Tarkin's face on top on top of Guy Henry's face, and it worked seamlessly. And there's a video I posted along with um, the question that I posed on Facebook in the Facebook group, and it shows a side by side of Alden Ehrenreich portraying Han Solo in the Solo film, and on. The other side, it was the same performance, but with Harrison Ford's face mapped onto Alden Ehrenreich's face. And it looked pretty good. It wasn't entirely seamless, but considering it was done in someone's bedroom, I mean, it looked really good. And you kind of think, okay, well, someone can do that in their bedroom. Just imagine what ILM could do. So... I don't know, it's just kind of one of those questions um, that I kind of think about, and it's kind of a morality thing too, is is it, would it be too weird and disrespectful maybe if the actor that you're kind of superimposing on another actor's face, or just recreating from scratch, if they're deceased, is it the right thing to do? Is it okay to do that? It's... I know we've had television commercials, and I know we've talked about this in the past past podcast, but it's just one of those things. It's it's it, is it going to happen? Who's going to be that that actor that it happens with? And of course, we got Peter Cushing, and no one made a big fuss about it. That was the other interesting thing about that that there was no one that said, "Okay, well, that's totally disrespectful because Peter Cushing had passed away." So that's that's just one of those things. So James posted 
in the Star Wars Stuff Facebook group about his favorite trailer of all time. And it's the Chewie We're Home trailer. And I think that I would maybe agree with that if I was maybe... If I wasn't around at the time I was around in the late 90s when the Phantom Menace trailer dropped, I believe it had to have been 1998, um, somewhere around there. And it had to have been in the fall because I remember recording it on Entertainment Tonight, the Phantom Menace first trailer, and watching it just about every day before high school, before I went to high school. And, I mean, it was just, it was just dumbfounding. I was just totally blown away by the simple fact that we're getting another Star Wars film. And just the power of that trailer. I I still think it's a great trailer. I mean, the mystery surrounding it. I mean, what were those things in the beginning? They became the Gungans, of course. I mean, we had no idea what a Gungan was or what they sounded like and how they acted and what type of species they were. But for me personally, it's still that 1999 trailer of The Phantom Menace where we see Qui-Gon Jinn introduce Obi-Wan Kenobi to Anakin Skywalker, vice versa. And... It was just mind-blowing, mind-numbing to me that I had waited that long to get another Star Wars film because I totally fell in love with the original trilogy. Those were the first films I experienced as a baby, really. And the fact that it felt like these new prequels, these new Star Wars films, were going to be my films because... I didn't get to see the original trilogy in theaters. I wasn't born yet in 1977 when the first one happened. And I've talked to my brother many times. I, my my middle brother's 15 years older than me. And he tells me stories about how society was just totally in shock with these films. And, of course, we all know that most... Most of the filmmakers today are, are just influenced by Star Wars. They'll name Star Wars as a major influence in having them be what they are. And filmmakers, directors, producers, actors. And it was an all-time film. I mean, it, it, it changed people's lives. It changed my life. Probably changed your life, too, if you're listening to this. I mean, just... To get that, and at that point in time too, it was it was the country coming out of Vietnam, and that time Hollywood had very, very kind of depressing films that were actually popular and being made, and Star Wars is very uplifting, and I think it's still uplifting to this day, and that trailer I don't think is ever going to be replaced. Now, I did say that the cumulative trailers for The Force Awakens is maybe better than all the trailers released for The Phantom Menace. I might give you that. And for me, that trailer that was released that James is talking about, the Chewie Were Home trailer, 
I mean, I already knew that Harrison Ford and Chewbacca were going to be in the film, so you figured that you were going to see them. So it wasn't like a, a shock. It was a pretty cool moment, one that I didn't get to experience because I was right outside the arena because we didn't think ahead and get there early enough to spend the night and get into that auditorium. We got into pretty much everything else, but we were right outside. And, I mean, it. it I guess I would say, to me, that's my, I want to say, might even be my fourth favorite because I loved the tease, the Black Friday teaser trailer. I'm the only one that calls it that, but it came out on Black Friday. And once they did that, I thought Lucasfilm was going to make that tradition. I'm all about tradition. I'm all about nostalgia. And like I say, if I was in charge of Lucasfilm, I would have made a teaser trailer. And I know I would have made a teaser trailer every Black Friday. And I know JJ hated it. It seemed like he couldn't stand the fact that he was showing these images for his top secret film. Because, of course, he's all about the the mystery box and not revealing things that should be okay to reveal. I mean, it, I mean it's probably tough when you, when you create something like this and it's your baby. It's kind of asking the question, okay, well, what do I reveal? I don't want to re reveal too much. So in that first teaser for The Force Awakens, we never saw the front of Kylo Ren. We just saw his, his image of him walking on Starkiller Base and then igniting the saber, which we didn't get in the film of The Force Awakens. Which is kind of interesting. A lot of people don't talk about that. But it's pretty much the lead up to him fighting Finn and, and Rey in the snow. So. That trailer. And then the trailer that followed the Chewie Were Home. Which was the, full, the first North American trailer. The music got to me. I love that music so much. And... I was kind of under the impression that that music was going to be in the film, but of course it wasn't. The music was created by a trailer-making company. There's these trailer-making companies that are given footage, and they they can cut trailers as well as add their own music, and that music was so wonderful. And I would spend time on the internet, on YouTube, watching people's reactions, and one of the big reactions was to the music. Everyone would say, oh man, that music brought me back. It brought me back to the original trilogy. And of course, he had Han there saying it's all real. The Jedi, the dark side, everything. I mean, that, that, that music just... It still pumps me up to this day. And I think I'm actually going to use it to work out too. <laughs> or walk to or just play it in general in my car. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to put the music that I'm talking about at the very end of the podcast so you can see what I'm talking about. Might not be familiar with it anymore, but it was pretty rad, and it kind of is a placeholder for a time in my life, and it's going to be it's going to be the most one of the most memorable times of my life, 2015 when The Force Awakens came out, the sequel trilogy started. So, great memories. And speaking of great memories, of course, Star Wars Celebration 
was supposed to happen this week, and of course it did not, uh, or is not going to uh, this Thursday, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday. Um, I have a ton of great memories for Celebration, and I think for our Patreon channel this week, since I am off from my day job, I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands, but it feels like it's going to go very really quick. I think I'm going to detail my experiences at Celebration on our Patreon channel. Um, so, if you want to subscribe, now's the time. I'm probably going to put it on the premium tier, which is only 5 bucks a month. It's not bad. It's cheaper than Disney+. Plus, and I'm probably going to do what... I'm thinking about doing is starting up our Our Stories podcast for Patreon and talk to different people that I know in the 501st and probably people on the podcast and just kind of interview them and kind of get to know them a little bit better. Um, I know we talk about news, bleeding edge news and different topics, but we don't talk about ourselves, I think, as much as we probably should be. Uh, but if you listen to the podcast, if you're a subscriber and you listen to our podcast all the time, I think you've got a pretty good understanding of who we are, what we like. Refunds have been, I think, given out on PayPal if you did cancel your tickets for Star Wars Celebration. I didn't cancel my tickets. Um, I thought about it, of course, but of course we do plan on attending in 2022 in Anaheim and we talked about this on the podcast but it seems like before they made that decision they didn't know that they were going to move the movies to 2023 25-27 and now it's going to happen on a non-movie year again but we'll probably have the main event of the Mandalorian and we'll have some Obi-Wan stuff and some Cassian stuff and by then maybe have a Mandalorian spin-off series um, so it should be a good celebration hopefully by then I mean it's 2022 it's two years away it's gonna be a ways out and hopefully everything is kind of back to normal and Hopefully we can meet some of you people and kind of talk Star Wars with everyone. I think that's the real draw to Celebration is the fact that everyone is there for Star Wars. And I've heard people say that when I go to Comic-Cons or any other type of convention that's similar, it's sometimes kind of tough to find other people to talk to, but Celebration is a whole different thing everyone you see there is for star wars and no star wars could talk star wars and it hits you different i think i've been to some smaller comic cons i haven't been to the granddaddy which is in san diego or new york comic-con but yeah it celebration is a different thing and back in 2015 i definitely felt the love and the camaraderie and I met Colin in 2017 which was the Orlando celebration which was the last Jedi celebration and 
we became pretty good friends and we started the podcast and he was a part of it and here we are today and if you haven't been to celebration if you're on the edge if you're on the fence about going go do it i don't think you'll regret it but with these times i don't know now <laughs> so maybe i can't say that anymore but it for me was life-changing i have this podcast now pretty much due to celebration but for us as a podcast, this might actually be a blessing in disguise because I'm off for two weeks and I'm probably going to take my MacBook that I purchased for the podcast and get more acquainted with it, figure out some different things for Patreon and kind of move forward with the podcast and come up with some new ideas I know I want to uh, come up with some specific things down the road here and uh, be able to share them with you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, I can get some feedback and we will do our best to bring you everything we think that uh, a Star Wars fan should be talking about, should be listening to. And we definitely really do appreciate our Patreon members. And we um, decided to do a giveaway. And per personally, I love giving stuff away to people who, who contribute to the podcast, especially on Patreon. And I really wanted to give away something that I actually don't even own, which is a sideshow figure. And... We uh, we bought the IG-11 one-tenth scale sideshow figure um, made by Koto Bukia. And it's $110. And I went to Google and I hit up the random generator and it selected someone from our highest tier Patreon, which is um, the group that... Uh, we decided to give away to and the person that won was Matthew Martinez who has been a Patreon member for a while now and I'm super excited for him I already notified him and I'm going to mail out the figure tomorrow and hopefully um, he enjoys it because it's a pretty rad figure um, I have it here and I'm tempted to buy one myself, but uh, <laughs> I have no sideshow figures, and I have a buddy that actually has a bunch of them, and it's it's kind of ridiculous how detailed and just the craftsmanship on these figures is just ridiculous. But yeah, Matthew Martinez, he's our winner for our uh, Patreon giveaway, and um, he should be receiving that soon. Hopefully he sends us some pictures. I'll post them on our Facebook group. And that's the show, folks. And you can always find us on Patreon, uh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We also have a TikTok. You can find us at Twitter, at Stuff Pod, Instagram, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We have a Facebook page. We have a group. And you can always email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your. Um, 
suggestions, opinions, um, what your Star Wars life is, what uh, you're thinking about in general in regards to Star Wars. We always love to hear it. We'll try and respond. I know these next couple of weeks I'll respond pretty quickly here to these uh, emails. So if you want to contact us, that's probably the best way. And may the Force be with you. Always, this is the way.